What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gully, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today we have Brandon Tatum, simply known as Tatum. He was born and raised in the south side of Chicago. He's a Mizzou alum, a radio personality here in Cincinnati. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you feeling? I'm good. Today was kind of a long day, but I'm here, thriving, living my best life. Exactly. Like getting through it. Getting through it. Let's just get straight into this. What's your story? Who is Brandon Tatum? Um, Brandon Tatum is the oldest of two siblings when it comes to my uh, mother and father. And then on my father's side, uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, as you said in the introduction, I am from... Uh, the South Side of Chicago, which is an area that has been sort of in the light for a whole bunch of negative things, probably since I could remember. But it's it's interesting because you know when you're when you're younger, you don't realize how things are. You know, you don't you don't grasp and you don't know certain things because you are young. You know, you have that innocence of being a youth. You know, an adolescent and just living life. And uh, enjoying yourself. Um, but my upbringing in Chicago was uh, was pretty interesting. I mean, like when I was younger, uh, my, my my grandma was was working more. So I remember, you know, we used to go on trips and things like that, uh, like Disney World, for example. Um, and my mom, I'm talk, talking back when it was just me before my two younger brothers even came into the picture. I feel like it was more of a, I, I just felt different. You know, I, I felt good, happy. But and then, you know, as time progressed, you know, my grandma eventually, you know, stopped working, um, eventually divorced my, I guess, step-grandpa, you know, mom uh, stopped working. And then, of course, you know, I have two younger brothers. So, of course, you know, money is way, way tighter than what it was back when it was just me, when everybody, you know, was working to get things done. And that's when I kind of, I guess, noticed things shift. And as I got older, I realized how much burden and pressure was on me to really make things happen for the family. I know you mentioned, too, um, I'm a graduate of Mizzou, and I'm the first in my family to go to college. Uh no one else went to a university of, of that degree like I did. And and uh, that was a bit, a lot of uh, things that I had to figure out on my own. So I had to grow up a uh, little quick, trying to figure things out and navigate through that whole collegiate journey when, you know, most people have some people to rely on, whether it be, you know, older sibling, older cousin, uh mother, father, auntie, uncle. I didn't really have that. And um, my dad was in the picture. However, he was sort of not so much in the picture at times. Like he he was present. But then again, when I was younger, well, just throughout my years growing up, I just remember, you know, there were times he would do time in, in jail, uh, jail visits and things like that. We would have to 
go see him, talk to him through, you know, the glass and the phone. And at the time, I didn't realize that that was something normal. Um, I just took it for what it was, you know, as a kid. It is what it is. You know, this is how my lifestyle is, is happening. And I just dealt with it. As I got older, I realized that my personality was sort of a cover-up for certain things. Like, I've, I've always been the kid to, <laughs> I guess, sort of be over the top and be uh, and be just loud, uh, boisterous and sociable and things like that. Like, even from a young age, from, like, Christmas assemblies and things like that. And I think that sort of got emphasized when I got older because I really didn't want to talk about my issues that I face that, you know, the the struggles that I have. Like, I used to really feel a way, you know, being in uh, grammar school, you know, talking to talking to your peers and, you know, their dad buying them, you know, shoes and this and that, dad coming to get them, things like that. And that, that really hurt me to the point where I felt like I had to, I was still myself as far as, you know, my, my personality, but I had to, like, be more of that to distract from what's going on in the inside, if that makes sense. And I can recognize that. And I know that kind of still plays a part on me today because I don't tend to talk about, you know, that side of me, you know, just the the struggles of, you know, having uh, your family broken up and your dad not being there as he should. Like, especially when you when you talk to your peers, you have peers like that. And, you know, and your mom not uh, working and, you know, receiving uh, Social Security, things like that. So, you know, things are already shaky at that point, you know, when, you know, you remember your mom uh, when she was uh, when, you, when you were younger, you know, she's working, you know, getting to work. Then all of a sudden, you know, she gets laid off and then she receives, you know, uh, limited income. So things are already started to shift. And that kind of put me in a, a, a weird headspace. So I never really talk to like anyone about that like I wouldn't even like even close friends I mean they know like a surface level of it but I still didn't really feel the need to sort of address it but me being the class clown the most talkative kid that was my outlet that that was my way of sort of masking that and even though I was the the this talkative kid, you know, the kid that everybody wants to be around, I still felt like I wasn't included and accepted in in the crowds of people. I mean, I was, I wouldn't say I was popular in school, but people knew me, you know, I was known, but I never had like that core solid group of consistent uh, friendship, you know? And that's something that I, when I was younger, you know, used to long for. I mean, luckily now I have it. I'm going to college, I think, uh, in my later years of high school is when I really got that core, core style of friendship, uh, friendships rather. But yeah, overall, I didn't really experience that during my adolescent years. I feel like I was sort of covering up a lot and I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't let people in. I guess to a certain extent I didn't, but I don't know. I just struggled with being accepted. And and I think that goes back to, to my father as well, uh, with him not being there as often as I would like. Uh, 
I I also have an older brother uh, on my father's side who who is different from me. You know, I was the kid who loved school and you know liked to go to school, and um, and and he didn't have that. And and I, I noticed my dad giving him you know a certain level of attention, and I sort of used to feel like, oh damn, do I need to act out to get attention like that, you know, from this man that I call my father. Um, so that took a toll on me. And of course that echoed down the line as far as me being this, uh, this big personality. And of course it only snowballed as I got older. Um, but now I would say that I recognize it. I, I, I own it. And the personality that I am now just me being Brandon Tatum is more authentic than it was when I was younger, just because I know now. Um, yeah. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, Cause I kind of feel like we can relate in that sense uh, as a child. Like if you listen to my podcast, like my first episode, you know, I always was hard on myself, so I would mask my emotions as well. And I think it goes when, <clears throat> I think it's because like, as a young child, as a, as a male, like we're always taught to like suppress our emotions because mm -hmm. you get seen as weak or like you get seen as like a little girl. But I think it's different for everyone. And I think as we grow older, we get to find ourselves and we really get to know who we are as individuals. I always say that everything in life happens for a reason. And in the moment, we not we might not understand like why this is happening to us or we might question like, why is this happening? But then like later on down the road, whether it's a few weeks, months, years, like it'll eventually make sense to you. Like this happened for this reason and I grew in this way and I can see that with you talking. But what I'm curious is about is you talk about growing up in the south side of Chicago and how it's rough and how a lot of people have this negative view because of the things that they see on TV. So my question for you is how did you find that passion and find that energy to put your focus on the education side and be the first to go to college? Because I feel like you could have easily went the other way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So how did you like get yourself in the position to be the first to graduate and choose the path of education and not everything else you were seeing? Mm -hmm. um, with all of that, that, you know, has happened, uh, you know, with my family, just, you know, the, the uh, uh, financial hardships and things like that. And we've always been, but there have always been, you know, on us to really really do something and and just be the best us we can be and they drilled that in us in the early age when I say they I say you know my mom my grandma and my dad as well that's something that they that they really really took pride in so there was really no other I guess option for me if, if that makes sense uh, it was something that I like almost had to do and I had to figure it out you know, because it was to the point where, you know, my mom would say, I mean, it would come from a very loving, caring, you know, motherly space. 
But it was like, you know, you got to figure something out. You got to do something, you know? I mean, you can't just be out here, you know, doing whatever. That's not how you were raised. That's not how I want you to be. So, yeah, I, you know, figured it out. And that's what ultimately led me to, <laughs> yeah, like higher education. Like I, I knew it was something I like sort of had to do. And I wanted to do it too for myself because I also wanted that escape. Um, my community, my area is, you know, it's people that look like me everywhere I go, you know. And usually when there's people, minorities in a community all together, of course, they're, you know, lack of resources, they're, you know, food deserts, uh, violence, drugs. So I wanted to escape and see what else was out there. And so the drive that I had on top of the drive from my family saying that you have to do it, you know what I'm saying? You got our support and me just wanting to experience things on my own and see what else is out there. That kind of pushed me to figure things out even quicker. Um, Because yeah, I just wanted out, you know, I've been there all my life, you know, then, then seen it, you know, so it was definitely something that I had to do to also protect my mental because I feel like if I would have stayed close, I kind of would have got grabbed back in and would have gotten caught up in the mix in, in some way, you know, so it was best for me to go out of state and figure it out. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely was tough. It was one hell of a culture shock uh, being at a predominantly white institution and like what well, you start college in in, in uh, August and then, you know, you graduate, you know, no, I graduated high school like that June and, you know, you start college in like that August or something like that. So those few months, like you don't even have time to to, to prep, you know what I'm saying, to to realize what you're going to get yourself into and and how this institution with these people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, how they operate, how this machine called college works. And uh, yeah, it was definitely um, an eye-opening thing. I think that was where I first experienced racism. Um, I mean, that was the, I guess, the first time I was really, really exposed to, you know, different races, religions, and different things like that. Um, That was where I guess I really, really felt like a minority. You know, being in an area I'm from, when you see everybody look like you, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. Like, you know, hey, it is what it is. But once you get to some place and it's like, oh, wow. Everywhere you look, it's, you know, different faces, different races. Um, It was definitely something to adjust to. But, uh wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but I think I definitely made my family proud. Um, and I, you know, came out with a degree, uh, majored in communication, um, sort of used my personality for the best. I uh, was involved in student radio, uh, student TV as well, had a little college radio station there that I was involved in. And yeah, that was my thing to really utilize my personality and my my gift of talking to people, uh, 
that's one thing that I feel like I'm really gifted in. I really like to talk to people. Um, but it's so weird when, when people like ask me things, you know, about my life, because I, you know, I talk about, you know, the mask and then, you know, the cover up I tend to do to kind of be over the top and, you know, make other people laugh and sort of like forget about my problems and things like that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was able to find myself and I think that was the point where I realized that I can turn this negative of me, you know, masking how I felt about not feeling accepted, uh, wanting attention from my father and just, you know, this financial hardship that I, that I just took on, you know, just being the oldest, um, that's when I sort of knew that I can use that and use my voice as a way to help others and uh, with radio. Um, yeah, and that's how I kind of found that. And that's kind of interesting, too, in a way, because, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, your your peers and, you know, society you know, puts this label on you to 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 be in a sport or, you know, be this this construction guy or be this type of guy. And I knew I wasn't that. I'm first of all, I'm really uncoordinated. Very, <laughs> very uncoordinated. And and honestly, that was something that I I kind of felt a way about too. Like, cause I was never the the guy, the athletic, the jock guy, the guy who, you know what I'm saying? I, I was never that guy. And I think that played on on me just not feeling accepted in those crowds as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, higher education, that allowed me to really find myself and sort of, like, do that for me to the point where... I'm comfortable with it and I'm not hiding anything, you know, because now I use it to relate more to others because mass media is so key in reaching so many people. Um, so, yeah, that really does help. But uh, but, yeah, that is something that I did struggle with because I don't know, to me back then that wasn't the normal route to go. You know, like I had. I had uh, times when I wanted to be a boxer, you know what I'm saying? Just because I felt that that was it. Times I wanted to, that I think I wanted to do soccer. But, of course, that wasn't it because I'm, you know, uncoordinated. But it's so crazy because my mom supported me at whatever I did. You know, she was never one to tell me that, no, this is not, this is, you know, this is not what you're going to do. So she definitely, you know, is my biggest support system, you know, my 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 heart, everything cuz she supported me with whatever even though she knew that that was not going to go for it. Like she knew I was not going to be no Mike Tyson or nothing. Like, "Ma, why you even set me up that?" But, she, you know, she wanted me to figure it out for myself, and I think a part of me knew that she knew that I was kind of struggling to like fit in at at certain uh stages of my life. Um you know, just going through, you know, we all go through our different phases in our life where we, you know, feel awkward and, and things like that. But I feel like my awkwardness lasted a long time. So the thing I had to do was tell jokes in class and get in trouble for talking too much, you know, but it was definitely a way to hide my inner 
uh, inner issues that I had just with how I was growing up. I can definitely see you as like the troublemaker in school because like <laughs> knowing you and just like you are a big personality as you've been saying. Yeah. Like, and you can, if you meet Tatum, like you will see like this dude is the center of attention no matter where we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very interesting to see how like once you got to college and like you went through that cultural shock and like you're learning about different people and their avenues of life and you really seem to find who you are and like your purpose. So I feel like that leads me into my next question is like, what is it that inspires you? But more importantly, like what ignites your why? Uh, What is it that inspires me? I would have to say right now it is my support system being my family because they legit inspire me. And like I said earlier, I feel like I really have, them on my shoulders like I really want to put on for them um just because I feel like they gave so much to me you know when I was a a child just you know those good experiences and they they really did shield me from a lot of things that I didn't understand you know like I just remember being a kid you know you just be like my why why can't I go out at this time or go over to this place you know what I'm saying and it doesn't make sense at the time but when you get older you're like oh she was trying to look out for me and protect me like she really had you know my best interest uh she wasn't trying to be mean or anything even though she probably was still trying to be mean now that I think about it but um <laughs> but yeah so I'm very much appreciative and grateful for that and I feel like there's, well, and I feel like I know that there's other people like me in certain situations who who are struggling to fit in some box that that certain family members, certain peers, or society in general puts them in. That that you kind of have to be this way, when in actuality, you really don't, you know. So I feel like my voice. Um, and those people who feel like that are really what inspired me to to be who I am and just be the best that I can be because I just know it's somebody else struggling with their uh, I guess who they are and their their self identity and struggling to connect with uh, with their peers in school because they don't feel like they fit in a certain way and they have certain issues going on with them. And, you know, either some with their uh, appearance or just anything. And I can reflect on all that because that's something that I, like, you know, went through. Like, I wasn't the... wasn't as handsome as I am now, I would say that. (laughs) Like, I was this chubby kid with, you know, glasses, these big bifocals. Yes, I was like a real chubby kid. I used to wear Huskies. Like, we had uniforms and you had to get the navy blue yeah, I wore the Huskies. The Huskies. Yeah, yeah, that was me. And I'm like, you know, like, wow, what is wrong with me? You know, but um, but yeah, I, I think it, you know, I am a firm believer of everything happens for a reason and in due time, you know, because... I don't think if I would have went through those uh, obstacles and tribulations that that would have led me to my passion. 
uh, just being in media in the whole mass media world, whether it be TV broadcasting or, or radio broadcast, you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that, you know, me coming from where I'm coming from, uh, the South side of Chicago with everything it's filled with, I mean, it does have its positives. Don't get me wrong. Uh, by the way, the positives out- do outweigh the negatives, but of course the negatives is what people want to hear. Um, <laughs> but all that sort of led me to, to this, because I just feel like I have to achieve it almost, um, because it was such a struggle getting there and just realizing it, what it is that I wanted, um, because, you know, and then when you look at men, and how society boxes them in. Like, you know, when you see, you know, a boy, a man, or someone who is, who is you know, social, or I guess overly social, that's kind of an issue too. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, yo, what's wrong with him? Something's, something's wrong, you know? So there's some times when I had to kind of pull back uh, when I was younger, but I feel like now, I don't. You know, I am who I am because of it's just who I am. You know, I'm a social person. That's just who I am. Uh, So, yes, that uh, my family and for those who are struggling with finding themselves, I would say are my biggest, biggest inspirations. Uh, Because it's definitely not easy trying to figure out which lane or how to navigate, you know what I'm saying? And like, then, cause you don't want to do something that you don't want to do. And then you feel this resentment towards whoever forced you in, whether it be your parents, your uncle, your auntie, you know, you want to feel that resentment. So I think it's definitely important to find yourself and it might take longer to do that. Cause I feel like it took me a long time to do that. But eventually, I found it. So, grateful for that. I feel like it's definitely hard to find yourself, especially when society makes you feel like there's only one route or one way to go. Uh, I feel like there's always pressure for people to go Mm -hmm. to college, uh, whether you are a first-generation student or your parents went to college. uh, It's kind of like college is the only way when it's not. Uh, Mm -hmm. People also forget that we have community colleges, we have trade schools, but sometimes you don't even have to go to school to have a successful career. So it's kind of like, do what makes you happy. Um, And I feel like once you do what you truly want to do, I feel like that's when you find yourself because you're living for yourself and you're not living for anyone else. So I'm kind of going to go back to something you said earlier in our conversation you talked about how, like, when you got to college, it was the first time you really experienced racism and you never really knew how to handle that. Um, so, like, when you think of 2020 and how crazy that year was, how did you handle everything? How did you take care of yourself? Like, how did Brandon take care of Brandon? Mm. This has been a very tough hard year for everybody. I feel like nobody is exempt. I know for me, it was definitely 
I can't even find the words just to say how how hurt it was just to see, you know, people that look like you, uh, look like me, get murdered, you know, on TV and get broadcasted. You know, you see it everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, you know what I'm saying? That that was like, wow, you know, like there's really people out to destroy people that look like me. Um, so that time was, was very, very interesting. I mean, I, I remember being in, being like a high school senior when the whole Trayvon Martin situation happened. And, um, and, you know, we did a little project on it and, you know, you know, when, when you're in high school, senior trying to graduate, you know what I'm saying? You don't really look at things so closely and you don't really dissect them and really process it the way you should but you know as you get older of course you take a step back and really look like yo damn this was a fucked up situation like this should never have happened like this and I am upset that this has actually went down um so now being that I am old enough to process everything that has happened this past year uh, I took a lot of detoxes from everything to sort of um, rid that from my spirit. Because, you know, you can only put so much, you can feed into so much and uh, and have so much uh, feed into you so much that it kind of affects you. You know what I'm saying? No, no matter what it is, I think that's truly important. You know, if you watch so much of one thing, and that's in you, you know, I feel like you need to like balance it out and watch something that's sort of uplifting and happy to sort of get that, uh, get that balance in your system. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is reality. We all need to know what's going on in today's world, but that's something that I was mindful of during this, uh, during this time last year because of everything. Um, but it also kind of made me I guess refocus on myself a lot because prior to everything that happened uh, in 2020, I feel like I was sort of being, I guess, free, like a, a more of a free spirited person. And, and I was the person to uh, just just go out more, you know, and didn't really think about what was going on around me. I was like living in the moment. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's sometimes when you have to just take a step back and just, you know, refocus. And I had a lot of time to refocus and uh, do some self-evaluations uh, on myself while everything is happening, you know, with the pandemic, of course. And I think that is some good that came out of it. You know, I was journaling more. I Always, like I feel like I I was doing things that I've always said I was going to do, but I would always put them in the back burner because, oh, I just got an invite to go to some bar, you know what I'm saying, go to some club, whatever. And then, of course, you do that Saturday, prep for that, and then, you know, be dressed and drink pregame. Then after that, your weekend is done, you know what I'm saying? So then you put them in the back burner the next weekend. And, of course, it just prolongs and it just never gets done. So I think having that time to really sit down and internalize things in a different way sort of helped me. Um, 
And I don't know, it kind of helped me because it, me being from, you know, and just being the person I am, uh, being a, a, a big people's person, you know, finding the most excitement, being in big crowds and things like that. I really had to sort of tone back and realize, like, you don't need other people to be happy and to 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 be um, to feel good. You know what I'm saying? You can feel good by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can feel good where to be you know, journaling or, you know, watching watching some corny on TV. You know, you can feel good with that. You don't always have to feel the urge to be around somebody to feel good about yourself. And I think that was a big adjustment because all throughout my years, I was the person, like I said, I was, you know, the the person the in the crowd, you know, uh, <laughs> making jokes, laughing, and, you know, just being around everybody. And I mean, yeah, it would make me feel good. But it's different when you can make yourself feel good by yourself, if that makes sense. And that's something that I learned, uh, which was a big takeaway because it definitely slowed me down. And I realized that and I don't think I would have realized that hadn't this situation occurred the way it happened. Um, and it's best that it happened now, you know, while, while I am at an age where I can you know, slow my pace down and really take everything in. And I'm not like, you know, like 60 years old, like, God damn it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm, that's a positive that came out for me. Um, because yeah, like I said, that's something that I like struggled with all my life. I just felt like I needed to be around people. Like I, I needed to be the center of attention, no matter where I go. I needed to feel energy from other people to make me feel good, to mask whatever I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's not always the case. The thing that really stood out to me is you turned that question and turned it into a positive. Because when people think of 2020, they think of all the shit that is super negative and you could have easily gone that route, but you took it in a different direction And the thing that really stood out to me the most was you said you had to find a way to be happy by yourself. And I can relate to that because dealing with depression and dealing with everything I go through, I would always surround myself around people and keep myself busy to mask my feelings and avoid dealing with the situations I was going through. So the pandemic has definitely made me realize that too. And I'm really glad and fortunate and happy for you because you were able to find yourself and really take a step back and focus on what you needed to focus on to better yourself and become a better man and a better person. So if people want to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we talked about today, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, you can feel free to hit me up on social media. My social media is not banned, so you can hit me up. Uh, <laughs> at Takeum Tatum, that's T-A-K-E-M-T-A-T-U-M. You can, you know, slide in my DMs, you know. That's my that's my uh, handle on TikTok as well. I make funny videos with my shirt off, so if people want to get a glimpse, they can get a glimpse. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. But no, you can seriously uh, hit me up on uh, anything. It's the same. Takeum Tatum, T-A-K-E-M-T-A-T-U-M. Uh and yeah, I think my social media really does reflect my personality. Like I'm, I'm a very 
you know, jovial person. I, you know, like to laugh, like to entertain. And of course, me being on radio, I mean, I kind of have to do that regardless. But even if I wasn't on radio, I would still be that type of person. And I don't know, I, I, I like the fact that people look at me for that, you know, to, you know, this entertainment and, you know, this laugh. Like, cause it's, I know for me, it's certain things that I wouldn't put out because it's not positive. Like, I always want to put out positive energy, even if it's something, you know, like, oh, what was me? Like, I got a flat tire. Like, so what? You know, like, like you know, I'm I'm posting a video of me singing, I don't know, Justin Bieber or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's loud, I'm singing the words, but... But that's just me. That's just me. So if you want to see more of that, feel free to follow me. (laughs) I'm going to put all of Brandon's information (laughs) in the description below. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your why.